Yes. That's the content. That's content, baby. That's content, dude. You know how much content. ASMR, coughing and hacking. ASMR COVID. ASMR COVID contraction. So, guys, what is going on? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Jay Light, Mr. O.G. Wyatt, and Mr. Timbo Slice. Not to be confused with Kimbo Slice because he's black and he's dead. <laughs> I don't think you've ever done a better intro in your entire... <laughs> you spoke too soon. You spoke too soon. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Today, we're going to review Werewolf by Night. This was a basically a short film that came out on Disney plus over the Halloween season. We missed jumping on that bandwagon right when it came out over here at this channel, comic book cinema, but we did want to go back and just delve into that. What we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. First thing that I'll say, I really enjoyed the intro. I think that it's very obvious that this is an homage to the thirties and forties, like universal horror classic yes. films. What did you guys think? You know, I went into it because I'm so far behind on Marvel stuff and anything watching yeah. you know, what's out. Because I haven't even watched Moon Knight, stuff like that. I just went into it blind. And I love horror movies. When I first watched it, I was just so glued. Because, you know, just going into it blind. I was just like, oh my gosh, I would love this. It made me want something. Like, honestly, you know what it made me want? It wanted me to, uh, to have Blade so bad. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. I just I miss horror in that world. I thought it was a great, like you said, homage to classic 30s, 40s, 50s scary movies, and oh, I I thought it was great. I wish there was more. I wanted more after I got done watching it. Well, that's yeah. the thing about Marvel. There's always going to be more. Mm -hmm. Marvel is literally the uh, the hamster in the wheel that keeps on spinning, and instead of hamster, it's going to be cash money that, that comes out of that hamster wheel oh yeah what do you think uh, about it mr mr j and mr tim i agree with wyatt i do think that doing something first of all where uh, you you don't really have to have any context for any other stuff in the marvel verse as it stands we get this nice little slice of something that feels cool and homage the black and white cinematography the narration even just the subtle nods to the way that characters in these sorts of movies historically wind up acting and talking and even across like the sort of like noir genre where you're like, you don't really know who to trust or who to not trust. I was intrigued and I was really drawn in. I got to give a lot of credit throughout this to Michael Giacchino as a director. I did not, I did not realize that he was stepping into this realm I've loved his scores in the various movies that he's scored, but he really has an eye for direction, especially something that's very cool and homage like this. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing that you brought up to uh, OG Wyatt. You're not caught up on the Marvel stuff. I think that Tim is for the most part, he might've missed a few here and there. He might or might not have been on one of my review episodes and not even seen the film. <laughs> but I think that that's the interesting thing about this project and Marvel, for the most part, you know, supposedly tries to keep things to where the average moviegoer can pick up and go without having to feel like they have to watch all the previous films. But 
this one especially is just kind of like its own little thing. Of course, it's going to connect to everything else in the future. Uh, we are going to see more of Elsa Bloodstone. We are going to see more of Man-Thing, Ted, a.k.a. Ted. And we're also going to see more of the Werewolf by Night. But what did you think about it, Tim? It's it's the same feeling I got when uh, WandaVision started, where I was just like, oh, not just because they were also doing an homage to old television, but just like, oh, okay, they're actually going to try something different. You know, there's plenty of studios or plenty of, you know, whatever franchises that'll be like, oh, we're doing an homage to old movies. And it's literally just a black and white movie. And you're like, okay, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it's like everyone said, like all the production that went into it as far as like the title screens and the soundtrack. And like uh, you were talking about, Jay, just the noir feel of just like, okay, this really is maybe experiment isn't the right word, but this really is a different branch of the Marvel universe that I haven't seen yet. So that was honestly, dude, after just like, 8 million superhero movies that look and pace and joke exactly the same. I just watched black Adam last night. Good. My God. Uh, Me too, man, dude. But it was just, it was just a a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I really just, I I was very, very impressed by it. Black Adam. We're going to get off topic for just a second here, but black (laughs) Adam is literally like the fast and furious version of a superhero film. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, I, I mean, it, it was fun. It was dumb, but it was fun. But anyway, I really enjoyed Elsa's mother in the, in the show, the actress that played her, I forget her name, but she was just so over the top about everything, but it worked so well in this film, you know, her acting style when the wolf grabbed her arm and you could just see that close up, like a lot of the cinematography too was really well done, but yeah, I really appreciated her. I, I thought that, she elevated this in a lot of ways. I like uh, old dude, uh, werewolf guy. What's his name? Yeah, uh, guy Gal Garcia yeah. Bernal. Yeah, I liked him. He was really good. He's a good sort of reluctant hero in a way that you see in other superhero movies. But it does he 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 brings a different energy to it, which I appreciated. I also like the old Scottish guy. He was fun. Yeah, the big burly guy that had the the piercing in his nose with the yeah. big hats. Here's one complaint that I have. This is going to be like a very nitpicky, very nerdy complaint, but it has to be thrown out there. I thought it was interesting. I don't know what Disney and Marvel have planned for the character of Elsa Bloodstone in the future, but I thought it was interesting that they casted a 40-year-old woman to play that role. Just looking at her, it's not like she looks like super old or anything, but you can tell that she's not 25. A lot of times, Marvel, when they cast actors and actresses, for the most part, with the exception of a few, they cast very young. And that's what I always want them to do moving forward. Like for the X-Men, I've been saying this for months, maybe even a year or plus on this show. I want them to cast young, especially if you're going to plan on having these characters pop up for the next 10 years or more. Mm. You need to cast young. It was just interesting to me. With all that being said, though, she's very attractive and a very good actress. And it did make sense to me. Like, maybe that's what they were going for here was more experience as far as, like, you know, someone who's a veteran actress. You could tell that she, I mean, I don't know if she's been in a lot of movies or projects. Maybe she hasn't. But she gave me that impression that she's kind of been around for a bit. But she did a good job, though, with all that being said. That was my only... Minor complaint, I felt like they could have went a little bit younger with the casting. Maybe even just 10 years younger, you know, like 30, but that's just me. I think the uh, the biggest uh, plot twist of the movie, show, no, not show, 
movie, I guess, even though it was like an hour long, was the color starts coming back. And her jacket yeah. was red. I was like, yes, oh my that gosh, it's red. Really nice. <laughs> I think part of it too, I uh, you know, I was just looking up the actress Laura Donnelly, and she's you know, somebody who comes from the world of being on stage. You know, she trained at the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama. She won uh, Olivier Award and Tony Awards for uh, for Martin McDonough's, not Martin McDonough, for Jez Butterworth and Sam F- uh, Mendez is the ferryman. And she has this level of gravitas that it sounds like Michael Cicino and, and Marvel were kind of looking for. You know, if, if you talk to, uh, you know, look at some interviews with Cicino, he wanted to bring he felt that in the comic books that she was as a character, Elsa Bloodstone was overly sexualized for the take that he was trying to do. He didn't want her to use guns. So that's why we have all these very impressive martial arts, acrobatics, parkour kind of moves that she's doing. I have no context for the actual comic book version of Elsa Bloodstone or Werewolf by Night. But I do think it's interesting to have, instead of being like, all right, we're going to go with someone who's young. I think, Let's cast somebody and make this character play as somebody who's like older and over it and really doesn't want to be involved other than just to like get the bloodstone and get out of there. So that way she can go back on and live her life instead of getting caught up in all of this ceremony that she feels she doesn't need to be a part of. I think they should only cast actors that are on death's door (laughs) just to add to the tension of the movies. (laughs) My nerdy nitpick for this movie is uh, now I know that this just they wouldn't have done this no matter what, but it was such a great homage to old movies. I almost wanted them to have old special effects when like powers were happening and stuff. As hard as they tried, it just didn't with CGI. It just kind of had a man thing was very well done. I'm not saying the CGI looked bad. But just I was so in it for it being an old movie that when like, you know, the Marvel stuff started happening, I was like, eh, I don't know. I almost want to just like see a dude like pulling strings in the background, you know, <laughs> you're talking some, about when some when puppetry Thing, in there, when Man Thing would grab somebody and like, you know, catch him a fire and things like that. Yeah. Or just, yeah, just like any kind of CGI they had in it. Yeah, like just, I said, he's a real I, body. Just yeah. light him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, mm-hmm. come on. They yeah, can afford I, it. They can. Yeah, they can. Yeah, I lo- absolutely loved it for what it was. What Tim was saying, I really loved how the beginning was. I wanted the acting to be kind of like a little yeah, bit over the top, you know? Well, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like even with the dead body as a puppet, you know, it was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, you know, they're kind of going to the old school, like, I've left y'all all of my relatives a million dollars, but you have mm-hmm. to survive the night, you know, like that kind of thing. I wish they would have kind of stuck with it with the Marvel-esque. Yeah. Cause gosh, what you going to do with man thing? i loved it. I thought it was great. I think that going like you guys are suggesting that we go all practical, like no CGI whatsoever. Just for that particular gimmick of this yeah. special, not yeah. like in general. And like I, I said, that- I know that I know that wouldn't work because they got to yeah. share the universe and stuff. So I know, you know, they can only yeah, go so I, experimental, but werewolf by night, his makeup or how he looked, you know, they made him look really old school. Yeah. Wolfman, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that was the point. Even with like they did the close up, you know, you see his face. That was like a little tip of the and hat. I think 
having it be in black and white and having a really, really great cinematography use of that black and white photography added to the experience in ways that like, all right, like, like I'm, we got to talk about that long one shot down the hallway where werewolf by night is killing all of the guards and, and you just see splatter. flashes and the blood splattering on the lens. That's that something great. that I have never seen anything like that in a Marvel project ever. And it's so yeah. cool to have even just like the level of sure. There's probably some of that stuff that was added in post, but like the idea of having that level of viscerality in a Marvel movie is very cool. And I really oh, yeah. appreciate that. They went there and, and the violence. I was shocked that this not only was it a Marvel project, but it was on Disney plus direct to Disney plus, And you had arrows going through people's jaw and uh, people people, got dude. Wasn't there there is some uh there's definitely some throat slitting. There was the sword in the in the top of the head. Yeah, it's funny. I just watched Too Many Cooks again a few days ago and seeing the sword in the head there and the sword in the head. And it's like, oh yeah, we got some homage stuff going on there, even to the modern (laughs) silly comedy stuff. And okay, so that made me think of something, the whole like fighting stuff. When will these guards learn that stun batons and everything like that just don't work? You know, how many movies have we seen, especially horror or whatever, when they're trying to tame the beast? They're like, yeah, let's hit them with a stun baton. And it never works. The greatest hero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the salesperson for like the non-lethal contained the super person weapons yeah. and stuff. He's like, no, nah, dude, it's a baton, but it has electricity. Come on. Yeah. yeah. God, the Billy Mays of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's just one of those cliche things you always see in a film. And Fight Captain America with a magnet. It'll work. It's a really strong one. You ever played with Thomas the Tank Engines? Come on. <laughs> You can stop Wolverine with this giant magnet too. We promise. <laughs> in some ways too, the over the topness of it all. There were some parts where I was just kind of like the, the tuba that was going out, you know, that was on fire at the beginning of. I forgot of, about that. I loved yeah. how weird that was. That felt so abnormal, but also I was like, yeah, these people would have a tuba that shoots out flames. They're I thought that was a little monster mad hunters. <laughs> like just a little odd you know maybe but- that's only when a monster hunter tournament is gonna happen they're like all right we gotta spice it up a little bit that guy was originally supposed to have a stun baton and they ran out they didn't get enough from their order from billy mays so they got that's all right, right we're gonna give you we got we got this special flame tuba we're, we're throwing it in <laughs> it's a tuba on fire <laughs> picture it overall though i mean it was really good. I, I had a good time with it. The uniqueness, like you guys brought up a couple of times, it was a breath of fresh air in a lot of ways. I don't know if you guys have seen the Christmas special yet, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yes. But these one-offs that Marvel has done as of late are really freaking good. And this is another one, like Werewolf by Night. It totally like caught me off guard because at this point, even with a lot of the Disney Plus shows, Marvel has like a formula that they go by, a blueprint that they kind of stick to. This was just completely off script, completely unique. It, it was fun. I think that everybody that's watched this has had good things to say about it. It is funny, though. It's like as soon as Marvel transitioned into TV shows, they, people were like, ah, oh, Marvel sucks now. We hate Marvel. And then they're like, oh, they fixed Marvel. It was just they made movies again. Like they just went from TV shows to movies again. They called them specials. But I feel yeah. like personally, and I, I've obviously had some shows of, of Marvel that I've liked, but 
I think Marvel is always going to be at its best when it just has a long chunk of time to tell one specific story and uh, tell it right. And it connects yeah. with all the other things and all, man, with the reference here, the Easter egg there. But that's just personally, I feel like that's where Marvel is at its best. And we're eventually going to get to a point. We don't know if it's going to be in the next five years or the next 20 years, hopefully sooner rather than later. But we're going to get to a point where Marvel's and Disney is just going to be like, you know, everything's too muddled and confusing now. People have to watch too many films to get caught up. We need to just start this thing again over like from scratch. If I had to give this film a rating, and here's the thing, guys, okay? I'm really, as far as how I rate things, with these shorter projects, like the short films, you know, the Christmas special and this, and the Disney Plus shows, I kind of put them in their own category. For me personally, like, I kind of put this in that category. I don't put this in with the movies. You know, it's a shorter mm. film, yeah. and it's it's just not the same, okay? It's like apples and oranges. I hate that comparison, but it's true. I would say that this, for me, is at a 7 to a 7.5. I liked it a lot. There were some things that I didn't love, and it wasn't just mind-shattering, earth-crazy, whatever. But, yeah, I'd say 7, 7.5. It was good. I enjoyed it. I would give it similar. I think I would give this uh, a 7. You know, I wish that it had done more to keep my attention once it had gotten it. There were some moments where I was, unfortunately, for a 55-minute project, where I'm like, all right, move it along a little bit. And I felt that more than I would have liked. But it's still a really great stylistic exercise, some really solid performances, an enjoyable watch, even though I was not fully in it the entire time. But hey. I, uh, I appreciate the effort to, uh, to do something different. Watching it, it had my attention and it grabbed me like immediately. I think honestly, once he was captured, they put him in the, you know, the cage and he's like smelling her so hard, you know? And, uh, <laughs> after that, I was just like, okay, so what's he going to do? Oh, he's going to turn into a werewolf. Okay. So then like the fighting, I guess I've just seen so much fighting sequences and stuff so i pretty much just kind of like deadpan during that i'm just like oh yeah that's cool so i think uh, i love the mystery aspect but it's one of the things once you figure it out you're just kind of like all right I, I figured it out already i would say uh, i definitely like i'll give it an eight just for the whole aspect of it it was definitely different nothing that i've seen from marvel even though when they said the multiverse of madness was supposed to be a horror movie i did not get that feeling at all but this mm. one, I got it was like, a comedy for me. Yeah, I didn't see it as a horror movie, even though it's Sam Raimi. Hey, I have nothing against Sam. The boy. But this was more horror film, so to speak, than that was for me. Absolutely. My wife said the same thing. That scene where Patrick Stewart is is like looking for Wanda. She said that his acting was really cheesy, and like when he was supposed to be scared of Wanda, you know, and she broke his neck. She died laughing in the theater and I had to like quiet her down, you know, because everyone else, <gasps> everyone else was like, so, you know, shaking in their boots. I, I thought it was scary. I thought, anyway, I don't know why I'm getting off topic on that, but yeah, that's a divisive thing. Anyway, what do you got, Tim? I do lean towards a seven or eight. It's crazy how like there always has to be a stone. Like what does Marvel <laughs> love about these stones? Like it oh, has, it has to be 
a stone, not even, not like even the blood orb, the blood sword, the blood. It has to, it has yeah. to be a stone. Marvel has entered its white lady in LA area where it's all about the crystals. <laughs> you gotta have a crystal. You gotta have crystals. They all have different properties. They all have to be in a certain spot in your house. That and even though it was cool, like why I was talking about when they did transition from black and white to color, I must admit a small part of me was like, no. Don't yeah. go back to don't go back to normal Marvel stuff, please. You know what? 7.5. I'm calling it decent. Best best Marvel thing I have seen in a minute. Huh. I would definitely lot. agree That's with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, my girlfriend's making me watch all the Twilight movies right now, so I'm kind of just in werewolf vampire stuff. I got mm. Breaking Dawn Part 2 tonight, which is my new end game gonna see how it all comes together at the end but yeah you know what you all got to do after it. this you got to play the twilight board games which my girlfriend oh, has made me no. do because they made what? a tiny board game for every movie and oh lord they uh oh yeah look hold on before we wrap my wife has her faults but i'm thankful to god every night that she is not in the twilight oh <laughs> my god you ever want to play a board game where they have uh, spelling errors and misprints on the cards? <laughs> the Twilight Eclipse board game is for you. So, yes. what, what's the goal of that game? Like, what do you do? I don't remember, and I don't want to open the box and, and relive that <laughs> experience she, again. She feels like playing Jumanji. <laughs> she'll hear you open it and be like, oh, you want to play? You want to play right now? <laughs> And it's crazy that she hates, my girlfriend hates anime. And as I was watching Twilight, I was like, this is the most anime thing. Like all the characters act like, and I'm like, how can you hate, hate anime acting, but love this stuff? I don't know. Okay. Way off topic. Thank you. Thank you for showing me what's in my future. Jay. You're welcome. You're welcome, Tim. Well, guys, I'm just going to keep it quick, and I'm going to put Jay Light and Timbo Slice's information right below them. <laughs> a lower third is what we might yeah, call that Yeah, yeah, there the you days. go. I'm going to put it below those guys in a lower third so you can view where to find them on social media. You can also check out all these lower thirds for comic book cinema as well. It's going to be a lot. It's probably going to be so stuffed that they're just everywhere. They're going to be – we're using the full third. We're going on full screen. That's right. Yeah, just full screen it, baby. Guys, thanks for joining me once again. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Until next time, have a good one, guys. I just like what they